Hey everybody, Bryce Kuhn here. We've got another great episode here on the Crowded Booth as we take a look at the college football landscape. And while the original idea of NIL is now just pay to play, we're going to talk about that and more here on the Crowded Booth. Coming on the crowded booth with Bryce Coon. Hey, everybody, welcome you to another episode of the crowded booth. Bryce Coon alongside Ralph Leary. Ralph, how you doing today? It's been a great day and um, been a great week, honestly. Played some golf yesterday. Played some uh, golf yesterday. Yeah, the weather's been really great. It's a little overcast today, but other than that, it's been terrific. It's almost summertime, which means springtime is officially almost in the books. Spring football's over, which normally, Ralph, means that there might be a tad little bit of a lull in the college football world. Well, that's not the case for, obviously, today's day and age. Today, we're talking a little bit about the NIL, and we're talking about the pay-to-play. Now, Ralph, I know the title and what we're uh, going to be talking about and where we recorded this is a little bit different, but we're going to be talking about NIL and the pay-to-play. And let's let's just kind of overarch this. So I want to give my thoughts, and I want to get you to tell me yours. The initial thing is there's a lot of people angry about this. There's a lot of people frustrated with what's happened. But there's two caveats that I want people to try to understand. Direct your fear, direct your anger at this. Not at these two. Don't direct your anger at the programs that have the donor base to pony up the money. Don't direct your anger at them. They're doing it above the table now, what is legal. And second, don't direct your anger at the players that are taking the best opportunities for themselves to make money. If it's legal now and you can do everything above ground, then why wouldn't you? Right. You need to direct your anger at the NCAA. I tweeted this the other day. They have dropped the ball continuously over and over again with the implementation of said rules over the past 10 to 15 years. It's just been a disaster. And so I think that's the biggest thing we're going to talk about today is where to direct your anger. Don't do it at the players. Don't do it at the programs. If you want to be mad that Texas A&M has one of the largest bases of donor money that we've ever seen, collective money we'll call it, USC seemingly can poach any recruit that they want even after they've committed to a transfer to another school, don't be mad at the school. They're doing all of this because the NCAA has allowed it. So I want to get your thoughts on that, Ralph, because I think that there's a lot of misconstrued anger at saying, well, these kids are, are greedy or these programs, you know, they're, they're just doing all these different things. This is the NCAA's fault. All right. And you bring up Texas A&M. That's a perfect example right now because uh, of this past year's uh, signing class. They dominated. And people were kind of like, where where were they where were they sitting all this on? You know, what, what was so – What's so enticing at A&M that, you know, everyone wants to go there? I mean, Jimbo Fisher's a great coach. Yes, very much so. Um, they have a chance to, you know, make a run this year. They do every year. I mean, they play in the SEC. But mm -hmm. people forget about, you know, what's been going on there for the 30, 40 years before this is that it's an agricultural college. They have millions and millions of dollars tied in with, with farmers down there in the area and that our donors have just said, it's legal now. We'll just, we'll just throw money at the school, yeah. you know, and that's what happens. And this is like, you know, you look at, you know, Texas A&M, Texas, um, you can even like Oklahoma, all your big, your big power five schools that your big brands like USC and all them, they're going to dominate these, these yeah. days. I mean, they are a big name school in a small area of like a small area of, of a state. Texas is so big, but in that Austin area, I mean, UT is going to dominate. 
Mm-hmm. All the station area. I mean, A&M's going to dominate. It's just that those recruiting areas are now just – that's their area because they're going to pull so well. Yeah, unless a school like – you know, I think it affects it on different ways. And, and let's say this, because the kids are going to view this differently. We've talked a lot about this on our college football shows about with – a school like Alabama being able to go in other places and Georgia being able to go other places and pull in recruits. And I'll ask you this. Do you think that a kid's going to say, yeah, I could go play for a championship in Alabama, but that NIL money just 10, 15 minutes down the road is pretty enticing. It does give a leg up for the elite brands to become elite programs. And you know what I mean by that? Like Texas is an elite brand. They're not an elite program. USC – I mean, think about Ralph. Then think about all the quarterbacks that have been poached from the Southern California area. Like those kids may want to stay home now because the NIL money's there, and I think Lincoln Riley's going to get that that ball rolling over there in Southern California. But do you think kids are going to view it differently now that they kind of see, okay, I know I can go go halfway across the country to compete, but man, the NIL money's here, and they've got some good things going on. You may not have to be an elite program to lock down your area anymore. Right. I mean, it shows in the past. I mean, Alabama's been able to poach everywhere. I mean, because of them being an elite program and, um, you know, Georgia's getting to that situation now where they've been able to poach in in Alabama, Florida, and Tennessee, and uh, every state. So, you know, like you said, the NIL money just right down the road. Why would you not go there? Mm -hmm. USC's got some money, dude. They're going to be able to throw some money around, get some players that stay in 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 state. But there are going to be those, those, you know, high school players that say, I still want to play for a championship team. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to go play at, you know, small school down the street that can give me a lot of money. I want to go play for a championship and maybe, you know, play in the NFL one day. But, you know, every player is different in high school. Everyone has a different, you know, different view. You see your your big name players that will go to smaller colleges. We had one this past year, obviously, that was that shocked the world and showed that the power of the NIL money. So mm-hmm. a lot of things are gonna change. Um just you 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 we're so used to like committing early on, and that t- that player stay committed to maybe that signing day. He might flip last minute. We're not used to seeing someone flip the, the, the right before like right before he signs to a FCS college. No one's yeah. used to that. Yeah, it, it, it's so different. And I think kind of what we started the show out is where to direct your anger, what it's going to look like in the future. I don't know if we really have a grasp, an idea of what it's going to look like. We're going to talk about that a little bit more when we come back here on the Credit Booth. Cook's Place began serving our signature hot dogs in 1985 from a cart on Broadway. We still serve the best hot dogs and scrambled dogs in town at the corner of Moon and Miller Road and at the landings. Our friendly staff won't let you leave hungry. Come in and eat to the beat with our 50s jukebox. Cook's Place, fast service, great people, awesome food. What are you waiting for? Back here in the crowded booth, we appreciate if you're watching on the YouTube channel or if you're listening on the radio or in other podcast platforms as well. Make sure to follow us on social media at the crowded booth. We're talking about NIL, pay for play, and just kind of trying to wrap up here in an episode what's happened over the past week. And then I think we're going to take some more in-depth look at this kind of stuff. But Ralph, this is another viewpoint I have of this and, and going back to what the NCAA and why you should be mad. Because the NCAA, I want to say you have a problem. There is a problem with this. There's no doubt about it. We know over the past couple of days there's been some measures to try to put together councils and and figure out what they want to do with this to try to relegate it. But you've treated now, and you've you've treated 
amateur and student athletes like professionals. So how hard is it going to be to kind of reverse, you know, and, and try to take steps back? That's something that's going to be very interesting because you've given them a taste of this and now you're going to kind of have to come in and regulate stuff, which I think for the overall health of the sport is something that I want to see. But I think it's going to be, it's way harder, Ralph, to backtrack on something than it is just to implement something from the start. And I think what happened, Ralph, is we had a lot of people who made these decisions and they had a five-foot view when they should have had a five-year view of how this would affect these things. These decisions that have been put in place, oh, yeah, that's a good idea, that's a good idea, that's a good idea. Okay, well, I said a five-year view. We're not even a year into this full thing. I mean, and and it's already something that I think was a near sight on the NCAA's part. But I, I mean... I think we can agree it's going to be very hard to backtrack and try to regulate some of these things when there's already figures that are public. There's already things that are, like I said earlier, above ground. None of this stuff. There's no grab bag. There's no McDonald's bags with cash. There's no uh, there's no money, man. I mean, this is all done above the table. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see kind of how they backtrack with that. Yeah, and like you said, figures on the table. I think the biggest one was Quinn Edwards. I mean, coming out of high, he, uh, you know, Reclassified to a year back, so he he graduated early. Came out to come to Ohio State in the fall. Never stepped on the field in the game. Never threw a ball as a, in the in the full jersey. Mm-hmm. Made a million dollars and transferred to Texas to get more money. That man has made more money than you and I combined, Bryce. And he hasn't played a single game of football in college yet. It's it's nuts it, to it, think it, about. In the backtrack on that, I mean, like imagine some player who wants to do the same thing, and now they you know, they, reg- they make some regulations. Okay. Why? Why? Why do I get you know penalized for the same thing that I'm trying to do the same thing he's trying he did, mm-hmm. and now it doesn't work for me because you had you messed up in the first place. Because, like Remember? we said earlier, it's not the player's fault. It, no, the NCAA just instituted this, and they said, "Yeah, sounds good. Let's do it," with no regulation whatsoever. And, and listen, I had I was talking with someone the other day who is involved in recruiting, and, and he he was, he said, "Bryce, this this is a nightmare." It's an absolute nightmare of a situation that's going on. So as we kind of wrap up this kind of uh, mashed together episode of this, Ralph, I mean, this is the problem facing a lot of programs. We are going to have a separation. To me, there's not a question, a separation of elite programs. And you say, what does that mean? No, what, what it means is they have money backed behind them. They've got an army of resources, both financially um, physical resources such as, uh, you know, facilities that are uh, top tier technologically and upgraded. And you're going to leave low level power five teams and group of five teams that aren't in big markets. You're going to leave them in the dust. I mean, there's, there's going to be no competition. And I can tell you right now, there's programs that are operating at the low level power five and maybe a mid tier level group of five that know right now through the transfer portal, they can't compete. Even if they get a commitment out of the portal, if he does, if the kid doesn't sign a letter or anything or any paperwork to enroll in the college, then it's just going to turn around. He can go somewhere else. It's happening right now. And so how, in your opinion, I mean, how do you go about in regulating this? I mean, that, this I think this is a real thing that's going to happen. It's not if. If the NCAA, it's kind of a double-edged sword. If they crack down, we talked about what you're talking about. You're going to have kids saying, okay, so for a year and a half, kids, people just got to do whatever they want. Why right. can't I benefit from that? 
Or two, so that's your thing, you're going to have players want to revolt. Or two, you're going to have a complete separation of, we'll just say like a, a, a I mean, we'll just call it what is, they've been saying for the past 10 years, a super conference, a mega conference of teams that can compete both on and off the field. I think, I mean, if you're going to have to regulate things, you're going to have to regulate the amount of people who are the amount of, you know, I guess profit you're giving out. You yeah. know I mean? I, I know that sounds weird in that, you know, obviously A&M has a, a higher profit than, uh, you know, App State or Georgia mm-hmm. Tech maybe. I mean, I, I say I hate saying Georgia Tech, but, you know, you mm-hmm. know uh, Cincinnati maybe. Let's just go with something like that. Um, you know, Cincinnati made a, made a Final Four this year. They made the, uh, they made the playoffs this past year. That's, that's incredible for a team. A&M, well, they have three losses, four losses this year. Wait, eight and four or something like that? Yeah. yeah, it'd be Alabama, obviously. But, you know, eight and four, you win against Alabama, and then you number one recruiting class, they have more money to give out than Cincinnati does. You know, where's the fairness in that for that school? So you, you, you put a cap, like a cap space, basically, on that college's, you know, availability to, you know, send out money, to send out um, – NIL money out for that kind of those players that are coming in and players that are already there. You have to do something to regulate where a guy can be, you know, so far ahead of everybody else and still be not even playing yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got you got guys playing who play for a million dollars who haven't played sitting on the field compared to guys who played three to four years already and maybe get a local contract from a local store, maybe. Yeah, I'll tell you this: the biggest thing that I've seen of where they wanted this to be is back uh, where I went to college, Barry College. Uh, we had a, They have a place. They got a Wings place, downtown Rome, and it sponsored the quarterback. And all he did was a little radio ad, and I think he took a picture with a Jefferson's T-shirt on, put it on social media. That's what they, that, that was the, the infant mind of the NCAA. That's what they <laughs> thought this was going to be. Yeah, and it has it. It's pay-for-play, whether you like it or not. This is what college football is right now. Something's got to be done, or it's going to go in two different ways. That's just kind of how we see it. But, hey, I'll ask you this. Uh, not you, Ralph, but the viewers. What do you think? What do you think? Let us know down in the comments below because this is definitely something that's a very interesting topic of conversation. Make sure to subscribe to the channel as well as we continue talking at length. We know you love the Atlanta Braves coverage. We can tell that. We can also tell some of the comments elsewhere on the Braves coverage. is very, very interesting. But we're going to continue to talk more and more about this college football ever-changing landscape because truly there is no offseason especially with what college football is doing now. For Ralph Leary, my name's Bryce Kuhn. Thanks for listening on the radio. Make sure to hit us up on social media at The Crowded Booth. This has been another episode brought to you by Dr. Squatch, Cook's Place, and Climate Control, Heating and Air. See you, everybody. How in here and make yourself feel at home. The Crowded Booth is coming on. Crowded Booth with Bryce Coons.